Hello and welcome to the United on Wheels podcast. What's going on? It's me, Paul Amadeus Lane. I am so excited to be with you on this edition of the show. Why? We're going to be joined by two awesome individuals who I happen to work with here at the United Spinal Association, our tech access group. You don't want to miss finding out more information about that, what it means for you, whether if you are a person with a disability or not a person uh, with a disability. So you definitely want to check that out coming up here shortly. Before we bring on our special guest, there is a special announcement I would like to let you know about. We want you to join us for our 75th anniversary virtual gala. United Spinal Association will be hosting our 75th anniversary gala on November 10th, 2021. We invite you to be our guest as we celebrate building an inclusive world for people with disabilities together. Registration is free. You can click on the event link here that I'm showing on the screen. You can register and donate. And you can wish you can go to United Spinal 75th Anniversary Gala dot eventbrite.com. That's United Spinal 75th Anniversary Gala dot eventbrite.com. The 75th is numerically. So it's 75 plus TH. And I'm sure we'll put it in the, the description of this episode as well. So you just click on it. We have some amazing people that's going to join us at this event. We have award-winning PBS senior national correspondent, Amna Nawaz. She's going to join us as our MC. Now, you know, Nawaz is the host of Beyond the Canvas and it's PBS News Hour primary substitute anchor. We also have some honorees that's going to join us too. My pal and everyone's pal, Ali Stroker. Award-winning uh, performer, Tony Awards, and former mayor of Dallas, former congressman and chairman of respectability, Steve Bartlett. Special guest also includes Lynn Manuel Miranda, Pulitzer Prize, Grammy, Emmy, Tony Award winning composer, lyricist and actor with more exciting announcements to come. And no, I did not read a typo. My name is not out there. But it's all good. You know, I'm going to be there to support the cause and everything you have. Have a lot of fun. It's not about me. It's about you. So without any further delay, let's welcome our very special guest. And I'm so happy to have with me right now two of my besties in the tech world. We're talking about the director of the Tech Access Group from the United Spinal Association, the beautiful Brooke. Hey, Paul. How are you, my dear? I'm doing fabulously. Happy ADA anniversary. Absolutely. And you know what? I can't forget about our roadrunner-in-chief, Ian Mackay. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Paul and Brooke. Really glad to be here. And you know, it's always good to talk tech. Hey, great to have you guys. You know, before I brought you guys on, I kind of gave a brief introduction of, of how we all work together under the, the Tech Access Group. And then we had a lot of fun with our discussions and things like that. But Brooke, as you know, I can get long-winded and I can just go off in this tangent and that tangent and that tangent. So Brooke, can you let the audience know and our listeners know a little bit more about the Tech Access Group, please? I very much can. So right uh, in February of 2020, we launched our Tech Access Initiative and that really the... Um, the stalwart mainstay or whatever you want to say. The core of that is our tech access group, which is a contingent of, of amazing United Spinal members. Um, of course, like a diverse and interesting group, uh, all levels of spinal cord injury and even more, uh, like more than um, SEI at this point, we have, have amazing members that even have, you know, um, additional disabilities, which I love. We're representing the tech of people with mobility disabilities. And um, we came together initially just as our core group. 
working and really sharing with one another. A big part of tech for me has always been that peer interaction. And I think we have all learned so much from one another. And so we started out just talking amongst ourselves and we've built that um, into, gosh, just uh, an amazing uh conversations. And now we are joined by industry folks that get to listen in to our user-driven feedback, get uh, get all kinds of really interesting insights and nuances, not only about our, our uh, tech needs, but also kind of, you know, learning about our lives and, and the things that, that are kind of between the lines. And that's something I love the most. You know, the cool thing about it, Brooke, and I'm sure Ian can attest to this, the cool thing about our tech access group is being able to work with you and help you in this mission and everything because it's it's really it's really awesome. What what say you, Ian? Yeah, Brooke is passionate about it and uh, and she's a real good leader and, and has brought a really good group of people together. But I think the yeah, the biggest thing about it is is just having end users. Um, with mobility impairments using this technology that we now get to interact with industry who's who's creating this technology by by providing feedback we're, we're creating better products for ourselves um, you know down the road and more than just helping the folks with with disabilities and mobility impairments by by building products you know for the margins you're, you're making better products for the masses and uh, and yeah, so it, it's been, I think, really valuable. And, and it, it's also just been um, educational learning from other TAG members, other other folks who uh, have have already done this. We don't need to reinvent the wheel if we've got this many people um, kind of to, to chat with and, and figure out what works well with them and share what works well with us. I, I love that, Ian. And Brooke, thank you so much for sharing, you know, your thoughts too. So let's find out a little bit about, about ourselves, okay? Um, for ones who, who know me, I'm a C6 quadriplegic over 28 years. I'm a power wheelchair user. And Brooke, why don't you let um, our listeners and viewers uh, know more about you because everybody knows you, Brooke, but maybe there's like one person who this is their first time uh, checking out United on Wheels and they don't know who the beautiful Brooke McCall is. Brooke, tell them who you are and, and uh, about your injury if you don't mind. Of course. So way back in 2002, um, I had a fall randomly, uh, locked myself out of the house, decided I was invincible and uh, could just climb right up over my balcony per suggestion of, of a, a neighbor and I, I, I misstepped. So um, I've had a C4 complete injury since then and, um, you know, went back to life and, and um didn't know a lot of people with SCI for the first 10 years. Uh, somewhat had some some contingent people I'd see at the gym, but otherwise it was just me. Went back to school, went back to grad school. I wanted to get uh, into public health. I want to make a difference. Said things aren't okay. <laughs> things need to be better. And ended up linking up with uh, United Spinal when I moved to Portland for a post-grad uh, scenario and made all these friends with uh, in chairs and um, went to the role on Capitol Hill, ended up seeing a job and joined on with the team. Um, coming up five years pretty soon, uh, first as our grassroots advocacy manager, and then, you know, really got passionate about the voice that we have in, in consumer products. And that's how I got to kind of, you know, launch and build out this tech access initiative. And we are so grateful uh, for that, Brooke. And, and Ian, wants to tell everyone about you. Everybody knows you, who you are. You know, like I said, like with Brooke, maybe there's one person here who just don't know who the great Ian Mackay is. And you know, tell them who you are. Uh, you know, you really hype me up there, Paul. Really hype me up, but I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> All right, so yeah, um, I live in Port Angeles, Washington, pretty much in the northwest tip of the of the nation. And I was injured in 2008. I'm the baby quad of the group here. Mm -hmm. I'm just uh, 13 years, 13 years out. Um, but you know, my background is more biology, uh, natural history, and stuff was was more my thing. And um, you know, I had a miserable few years after I was first injured trying to figure out life and um, 
basically stayed in front of the television most of the time. And that wasn't me. And I finally started going out on uh, trails and I found my solace. And I started a nonprofit called Ian's Ride. It's all about creating more outdoor accessibility. And uh, I, I then probably, geez, about five years ago, did start uh, even consulting with Apple. And you know, tech isn't my my academic background anyway, but technology is what gives me the independence that I have. I'm a C23. I can't feel or move anything below my neck, and I'm able to live independently, um, pretty much on my own. And uh, that is because of, of the incredible technology that's out there. And another thing I better mention is I could never afford the technology that that gives me this independence. Um, and the only reason I can is because of. Uh, Many, you know, more or less kind of lazy, able-bodied folks that want to be able to turn the lights off from their couch. And mm -hmm. thank goodness for them because, uh, you know, they have now put a price tag that's much lower on, on these devices that I can now afford and really give myself uh, uh, a lot of independence in the home. Thank you for opening up uh, about that, Ian, and, and also uh, you, Brooke, too, because I think uh, in our community – there's a lot of struggles that we have yeah. and just trying to live independent. I uh, try to have some type of normalcy, like before our accident, we're starting to see that technology has given us uh, kind of like that bridge uh, that can help us, help us to do so. What I'd like to do for, for a moment though, once who are part of our community, there's a segment of the population that really don't understand technology. They don't understand why they should use it they look at their smartphones and that's as as good as it gets but as the tech access group our mission is to make sure that we are beating the drum that we're working with different companies out there to uh, make sure that that they are aware that we exist but also for the community to know what exists out there that being said what has been the most challenging part about getting to where we are today I remember when I first got hurt back in 1993, wasn't a lot of options out there. And I remember uh, just trying to turn the remote control. You know how I would turn the remote control, guys? I would put the remote in my hand and go like this. That's how I would do it. And my nephew was about like three years old at the time, so he saw me doing it. So he would pick up the remote and try to, try to do it <laughs> too. But to me, that was assistive and adaptive technology back then. Well, what has been the biggest challenge now to where we're at today, Brooke? You want to go ahead and tackle that first? Um, yeah, I'd love to. Uh, not, and I wouldn't love to. It's actually, you know, it's it's uh, it's a struggle um, for me. Yeah, I'm going on twenty years, and back in the early days, um, my I was just kind of placed in front of a computer and said, "You're going to use Dragon Naturally Speaking or a mouse stick. Figure it out." Um, the first time I, I checked my email after some, you know, light um, training, uh, it took me an hour and I cried because I was like, oh, you know, I'd been in, in school and um, using the computer pretty heavily even back then. And, um, and I had to figure it out. So I did. I went home and it, the computer became really my autonomy. I could to do things on my own. It was private. And, um, and I was able to go, you know, like I said, back to school, back to grad school. I made friends. I kept in touch with people across the country. I moved uh, multiple times on my own, found caregivers, all of that by myself via things I could do on, um, you know, via the internet and email and, uh, you know, just pretty basic technologies. But I was dependent on my desktop. I didn't use a phone independently, a mobile phone, other than some very archaic magic word dialing, pre-Siri and, and all the rest. Um, uh, till 2019, I mean, honestly, voice control, I, I uh, became the first time I could interact with apps on my own. And that's hard. And so that storytelling and narrative, you know, what you're saying is the hard part is, is not being hard you know, just struggling, like Ian said, sitting and, and watching TV. Um, or for me, a lot of the times that was just getting someone else to change the channel. Yeah. And if they weren't there, then I guess I'm watching TLC for 
12 hours <laughs> in a row, <laughs> not 12 hours, somebody would have come, but uh, you know what I mean? Just things maybe I didn't want to watch, but I'm, I'm watching it. And, you know, now knowing that we have true um, opportunities to give feedback, uh, if now I can control my TV on my own via voice, but there's things that you get stuck up on. They're not perfect. And, and we actually have mechanisms to speak to the companies that are building out those technologies and say, hey, uh, wait a second, I, I get stuck every time I try to, you know, get over to this next screen or, you know, make this better. Uh, it really holds me up. Um, and so that's so powerful. So the problem has always been not having that inroad and we're really building that out. And that's something I'm so proud of. You and Ian both talked about TV. I remember my TV watching was this gang, and I'm dating myself. Brooke may remember this, but Brooke, but uh, Ian, you probably wasn't born then. It was um, Price is Right in the morning. Then I would go to talking Bob Barker, Price is Right. It's really Bob Barker. Okay, Bob Barker, you got it. And then I would go to um, Jenny Jones at eleven o'clock. Okay. Then I would go to Richard Day at twelve o'clock. Montel Williams at one o'clock. Ricky Lake at two o'clock. And then at three o'clock. Uh, double Dare on Nickelodeon, and that was like <laughs> my day, you know, for the first uh, year and a half. So, but but you're right. That's what life looked like, you know, for many of us until we had these different different technologies out there. And Brooke, how did you deal with? Was it a frustration that you had not being able to be independent, or, or what? You mind you mind sharing that with us, please? I'm sure once we're listening and watching, could probably probably appreciate you know your viewpoint on that. Of course, um. And yeah, I think I was, but it was also kind of feeling relegated that that was my life. The, I mean, the, the real truth is I still meet people, you know, that are new injuries or even not all that new who aren't aware of all of these, these amazing things. Like Ian mentioned, there are some um, relatively affordable tools that are immensely powerful because the mainstream public wants them. But some of our um, community members just don't know about them, and they, they're they quite powerful. So, yes, I was frustrated, but I also just didn't think there was a solution out there. And I had, I felt no power in, you know, what am I going to do? Call up, uh, you know, my Sony for my TV or, or whomever. Um, I didn't know how to do that, and um, I had no mechanism, and I felt really voiceless. And so... Yeah, I was really frustrated. I'm glad you shared that. And Ian, um, same same couple of questions to you. Chime in with your thoughts, if you don't mind. Yeah, um, and again, it's just been 13 years since since I was injured, and it's been incredible to see the advances in technology and in, in just that time. Um, I think I you know I could I could talk a lot about wheelchair technology, I can talk about smart home technology and, um, you know, computer access tech. But uh, the, I think the big thing for me is is mobile, is mobile. And that's what I, I want to focus on. Before I go there, I will say one thing about the home tech uh, is I have right above my computer here an unopened uh, clapper <laughs> because it kind of reminds me of how far uh, tech has really come. Right? I mean, that was that was how a light would go off and on in, in the 80s or something. But, uh, but yeah, love love seeing. Uh, and we were amazed by it. You know, it was like, oh my goodness, clap on, clap off the glasses. Now, now, who remembers that commercial? Remember they were sleeping night? Oh yeah, <laughs> clap on, <laughs> clap off. Yeah, the clapper. Of course, hey, it's a it's a good reminder. Just looking up on that. But but back to mobile tech. Um, I was uh, I was really provided the tools really well to access my computer in rehab. I went to Santa Clara Valley Medical down in Santa Clara, San Jose area, and they introduced me to this quadroid that's in front of my lips here that I use as a mouse to control my um, computer, and also Dragon, naturally speaking, of course, to use more as my, my keyboard. But but it was the, the mobile device that was always restrictive, and I... Uh, <laughs> And I just couldn't, like, I couldn't leave the house. I, I couldn't be alone because I couldn't call for help. And, uh, you know, the Siri was kind of just starting, but you still always had to press a button to activate it. And, you know, that might as well have been a mile away, even if it was just inches from my, my fingertips. Um, but, you know, the, the original thing I had that I was using for a phone that worked for me was 
I had to use a Blackberry with this thing called an Easy Blue in my ear with a wire hanging off of it going like down to a switch. And the functionality was extremely limited. Maybe I could, uh, you know, ask what time it was. I could check like the, the connectivity, how many bars I had and, and maybe the battery and, and maybe make a call. Could not answer a call, couldn't hang up a call. Um, but, you know, those, those things not having a dependable mobile device, I would never feel safe being alone or, or going out exploring a little bit without a caregiver or a family member right next to me. And so then iOS 7 came out. And when iOS 7 came out, they, they had switch control. And, and switch control didn't make you have to press that button on the phone anymore. You could now touch your own button. It could be a drive control through your wheelchair. It could be a little switch that you could reach with your head or your lips or your hands if you have it. Um, but then all of a sudden I'm on equal footing with able-bodied folks on a, on a, on a phone. And um, sure, it now gives me the independence to go explore and be a little more on my own and more independent, um, which which is which is huge, but it also gave me, you know, the ability to send a you know, sexy text to the girlfriend or, um, you know, start taking pictures or, you know, really just interacting with a phone that, that you wouldn't be able to, uh, to do otherwise. And, um, you know, I, I remember when I first got to go down to Apple and they were kind of talking about what were the dream requests you'd have and, it's like Siri is great, but I can't edit Siri. You know, I couldn't. I couldn't sit there and and write a book with Siri, and it's going to mess up a lot of things and time out. And uh, no, I'm not saying it was my request that, that that made it made it come, but ultimately, voice control arrived, and they they are listening to you know the end users, and they are creating products that uh, that makes our lives richer and 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 easier to to live and. You know, so, so voice control, I mean, so powerful. Now I, I have switches that I can, you know, switch all around on my, my phone, but I now also have the power of voice. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a, a phenomenal tech that, that's out there and, and how far mobile technology has came for, you know, at least being accessible by us is, is spectacular. And, uh, you know, it's funny, I, I feel like it's how I'd almost have always used the phone. I, I forget how to touch what you use fingers on a phone. I mean, it's just voice and switches. I can, you know, get through things as fast as anyone else can. Right. Well, I, not to, to cut you off, Paul, but yeah, I mean, isn't that the future? I feel like ambient computing and a world where we're not dependent on this tiny screen is the goal. And often I, I hear that resonating when I'm talking to tech people and, you know, like, let's not focus on this tiny little box. Let's think bigger and like imagine a world for those of us that are, you know, have such, you know, can't use our, our hands or have those limitations. Like, ooh, how cool would that be? So, you know, and that that's really compelling to people who are thinking, you know, way ahead of, of where we are today. It's not about making what we have you know, just just focusing on what we have and making that perfect. It's let's go two steps ahead and make the next thing like ideal for you. Let's shoot for getting you access. That opens it up for everybody. And that's so exciting. I totally agree. Now I want to go back to Mr. Sin and Sexy Text to the girl. Right? And I already knew you were ladies, man. You just went on and confirmed it, man. See, <laughs> If if you don't know who Ian Mackay is, he is a smooth, suave, just dude. And oh, hey, 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 there, pa! I gotta give you your props for that, man. Definitely. I'm trying to keep up with you, man. That's all I'm trying to do. <laughs> now, nah, Brooke, 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 Brooke allows us to or a little freedom, but that's what <laughs> I keep you guys, uh, you know, real world and stable by by being less, yeah, less of a player. But, she lets you know. us off leash once in a while, you know. Just <laughs> a little bit, and, and you two touched on, on something that that I really wanted to circle back to, and that is talking to companies and our tech access council. Um, we also have uh, meetups um, where we meet with different companies and things like that. And and Brooke, why don't you explain that inner working process? Because I I know people know about the tech access group, but they may not know just how deep these discussions get. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think we've 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 done these this big amazing um work and I don't think people understand 
quite how successful and how really welcoming and truly interested uh, the tech world is in our point of view. So um, I, I mentioned our tech access group, that user group that we've built uh, amongst United Spinal members, but our, uh, our mentors and partners, really stakeholders in our program is our tech access council and it is an amazing group. You got all the big players in in tech, uh, as well as autonomous vehicles and uh, folks just thinking on so many levels. We have people like Apple and Amazon, Facebook, Inc., Google, Microsoft, Verizon, uh, Greenwich Biosciences. That's doing amazing work and 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 redefining what a clinical uh, virtual trial may be for us. And we have autonomous vehicle companies like uh, Zooks and, and Waymo and Uber. And I know I'm forgetting people right now. So I, I, I feel uh, funny about that. I know Salesforce is one of our, Salesforce and Comcast are along um, and really listening, very eager. You know, their excitement is my excitement and my excitement is passing on opportunities for our community members to you know, become voices and stakeholders in this work. They wanna hear from us and we're creating you know, a mechanism for that to happen and, and it is. So you know, we are actually um, getting the opportunity to work in inclusionary design projects that are you know, redefining things like, like VR and um, like you said, the voice input on TV and um, that so many, ugh, really cool things um, that I'm, you know, tremendously honored to be, you know, kind of passing along, but the things I learn, and I know the things that um, the industry folks are learning from us, they're, they're huge. We have these insights and we don't need to keep them in our heads. And whether that's frustration or like an amazing idea, which is something I'm so excited that our group gets to really you know, kind of steward ideas that we have. It's not just about this passive feedback. It's about, we've been thinking about this. <laughs> Ian and I sit in front of a TV and Paul as well, you know, getting stuck on that that channel. I have an idea. I can make this this work. And I've, I've thought it through, I've had time. Uh, so, you know, we are innovators. It takes innovation to have a spinal cord injury. And, you know, it's really, really nice to be able to uh, give that the honor that it deserves. Yeah, necessity, right, is the mother of invention. And we are the ones constantly having these needs. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think that's a great point, Brooke. You know what? I, I know there's a saying out there, um, nothing, nothing about us. I'm going to edit that one. I know there's a saying out there, it says nothing about us without us, but I, I, I want to remix that because it should be nothing for us without us because about kind of, it's kind of like something vague, like, okay, it's vague, but for us, meaning if this can be used, we need to make sure that it's for us. We don't want just the thinking. We want that thinking to go into action. And and I think that our group was starting to do that. And Ian, uh, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Well, no, I think it's a, it's a smart idea for companies. We, we are, you know, the dis disabled community is the, the largest minority in the, in the nation. And that is a huge market. And for, for companies to not engage with, uh, with end users of technology with disabilities is ignorant, right? I mean, that, that is a profitable market and, and uh, if they are worried about their bottom line, they wanna stay on top of that. And you know what, it's kind of like too, when we think of like when someone says, you know, I'm, I'm giving you my thoughts, my thoughts and my thoughts and prayers, right? They're, they're giving things like that. They're, they're thinking about us. But when that person comes say, hey, Ian, man, I know you're going through some things, but I brought you this, Brooke, I brought you that. You know, it, it, it just changed the conversation over to like a, a different dynamic. Now it's, it's more of an action word and not of a thought process. And the reason why I bring that up is because sometimes we have some good conversations with people in the tech world, all of us. And sometimes they're just okay with just, just, just kind of like humoring us. Oh, yeah, I heard you. But we like the ones like Apple, once you're a part of our tech access council, who are taking action. And they need to be applauded because they listen to us. They hear what we got to say. 
and we start to see things implemented. And gang, how does that make you guys feel knowing that our voices right now are shaping the future? One of these days, the generation is going to look back at our tech access group and others who are in the accessibility game, accessibility sphere, assistive and adaptive technologies, and they're going to remember what 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 we has what we have done in this fight. But how does it make you guys feel knowing that we're making some inroads now? I know you guys kind of touched on it, but let's let's delve a little deeper in that. I mean, please go in. Yeah, there's so much. That's what I was going to say. Go ahead, Brooke. You take take it away. I, no, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in. I can I can jump in. You know, it it it, uh, it 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 makes me feel like I got a little more control over the direction my life is going because I'm so dependent on technology for for my success and just for my everyday happiness, right? Um, and and I think it 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 also just really encourages me that. The people that come after us know that we we have laid the groundwork and, and we have uh, worked hard to uh, you know to offer solutions and develop software and devices that work better for us. And yeah, I think it excites me. I, I, I think uh, it. Um, I, I yeah. I think mainly I'm I'm just excited and, and thrilled that that you know, our voices are being heard. And, and I think that there's somewhat of a, a tech revolution going on over the past five, six years. And, and it's almost a little, you know, you're, you're seeing companies trying to one up the next. And, uh, and I like that competition. That's a good thing. I, yeah, please let me, yeah, just expound on that because it's a fabulous point. You see that, that you know, competitive edge and it's a competitive edge like we want to help you, you know? People are engaged. We are, you know, they get excited about the ideas we have or, you know, hearing our challenges. And I see people go, wait a second, we can, <laughs> I didn't know about that. We can solve that. And, and that is really unique. It's been two-sided. Like I said, there's the competitive portion, but also in this space, there is an, a lot of interesting unity where the fact that we can all be, you know, in this team with people who are traditionally competitors, but in this space, they're working together with us and, you know, uh, they want to hear from us and they can bounce, you know, their ideas and they hear us saying, oh, maybe we're really excited about something that one, you know, maybe Microsoft's doing something really excited for equity, but then we, we want to, we want to encourage that competitive edge, like, please, <laughs> Please one up each other to meet our needs. How exciting is that? That's not something our community can often say about the things that are coming to us. So, I mean, being part of that and kind of, you know, invigorating that, that excites me and makes me want to, you know, get in there and, and put out my own effort and, and use my voice to make sure I'm in those conversations um, to speak both for myself, but for the community. And I think it forces us to rack our brains even more too. It's like, okay, yeah. what else do we need? You know, now that now we're actually seeing change, stuff so we're requesting, what what are other big problems? Because because they're listening and uh, and solutions are happening, and we just need to, you know, dive deep into what our what our needs are and express them in a clear way. You know, I like yeah. to give people a view too of our of our meetings that we have with uh, ones for our tech access council and other companies that we invite to. We, we have a candid discussion. Many times our discussions are, they are, we don't sugarcoat it. You know, if, if, if something needs to be done for us, you know, I just want the community to know that we, we fight for you guys. You know, we're, we're grateful to have the Tech Access Council with us and everything. We're respectful. But we, we, we really share with them real life struggles that we have. And because of that, like Ian and Brooke said, we're able to make some changes out there. And now they're coming back. Hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? I'll tell you a funny story. Um, and, and Brooke and Ian can, can attest that sometimes I get a little passionate. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> Just a little bit, right? And, and I remember I had to do something for the Abilities Expo. So one of the persons who saw me get passionate on one thing, he knew I was going to interview him for the Abilities Expo. So his uh, marketing team was like, well, what is he going to ask him? What is he going to do? What do you go to that? I said, that was Paul, the quadriplegic, the advocate. That was Paul fighting for my people. 
fighting for us. When I work in the broadcast industry, that's Paul, the, the media professional. So let him know I'll be nice. I'll be respectful and I will not be passionate like that. So we get into some passionate discussions. And how does it feel, gang, that, that people allow us to, to share that passion and, and really be forthright and, and honest about certain things? Well, it's because it's about our life, right? I mean, it's this isn't something small we're talking about. Like, we, we don't like... Uh, you know, the way the way that autofill and tax isn't isn't working right. I mean, this these are these are things that are, are making or breaking our day. These are these are ways to to reach out for help. These are, you know, whether they would be willing to admit it or not, medical assistive devices ways for me to to reach out for help. And I, I think because it affects us so personally and and so intimately. Um, you know, we are more passionate about it, and and I think they they can hear that and see that, and uh, you know that that cause change that much faster. Yeah, I mean it. It feels so good and interesting, but I hear you know I get to be in some of these side conversations with with our tech partners and hear them say like this was so informative. We talk about our wheelchairs and the lack of tech in our wheelchairs. We get to talk about policies that that. You know, we share how much, how expensive things are and that there is no coverage generally for assistive technology or that it's contingent on work or all the things that hold back our community members from working and the tech that could help us, you know, get in there. Um, I mean, we talk about these interesting subjects and it is, it's user driven. You know, I've, I have been very passionate in making sure that everyone knows, like, no, the majority of the conversation is not you know, not to answer questions or have other people speak it like you experience in so many other meetings and in and, and the disability space where people are kind of speaking to you. No, this is about our tech access group speaking amongst each other and really learning. And we always do because, you know, Ian and I technically have very similar uh, level of functions, but do we want the same thing out of technology? No, we do not. You know, we we want the same end product that makes us independent and makes us happy. But are we going to do that through the same mechanisms? No. And it's really unique and special that we get to speak to the unique reasons why we want what we do. I remember we had a conversation at the time about wheelchairs. And you guys maybe remember this. And, you know, it, it, it was it was kind of frustrating because. It seems like they weren't they weren't really hearing what we had to say, and a, a number of us got passionate about it. And we basically told them, "Why why are you guys not working together on this? You know, why is everything like uh, the, the the race to the top? How come we can't put our heads together and make something good just for the industry, and not just try to say, oh, 'Oh, I'm gonna sell this many devices, I'm gonna sell that many devices,' but let's work together and change the world. You know, that's and I, and I think they really heard us when we said that because we started to see people's eyes open. And Brooke, you probably know better than any of us because you you get a chance to have the sidebar and play and play mop up duty with <laughs> when I when I get too passionate. But 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 it really seems that they they like Ian said, it's our life. This is our life. If any of us get a bed sore right now, I mean we're we can't get in our chairs for a long long time. I know. Um, uh, her name escapes me right now, but uh, she's in. She's an Angie. Angie. Yeah. An Angie's been. I mean, for for months, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah well, we've definitely had tag members that have. You know, we've had people log in from the hospital. We've had people, of course, who've meet you know missed meetings because they were expect unexpectedly or or you know doing you know ending up in the hospital. And that's something, you know, it's a, it's a unique circumstance, but our tech access council members hear that. Oh, why isn't, you know, so-and-so here? Oh, they're in the hospital or, you know, somebody logging in because the reality for us is sometimes somebody's not on camera because they're laying down because they got put on bed rest. And I think that changes our complete, you know, our, our interactions with our tech devices. And we can say, hey, I'm on my side today. I'm not using my my uh, desktop setup today. I'm using my phone. It's a completely different deal, um, and you know all that equates to 
our lives. That's not a, a one-time occurrence. That's something that's going to happen, you know, throughout our lives and more often for others than not. But but having people understand like, hey, it's a di- whole different game today because I'm in a different, you know, I'm in a different, um, logging in from a whole different world and I need that to work. And I need, like Ian said, for it to be safe. I need to, you know, be able to call for help. I also need to, if I'm working, Sometimes I got to work from bed. It's, uh, you know, a fact of life. And that needs to be said out loud. It's not always comfortable. But at the same time, I need that to be heard because I need products that work for me wherever I am. And Ian needs them if he's out on the trails uh, (laughs) 10 miles from home. Everybody has to see Ian when he's on that trail. I mean, (laughs) Ian did something spectacular. Here was it uh, in the wintertime or summertime, and you were like a thousand twenty-five billion miles across the, <laughs> in the universe. You know, you, you know, share that with us, my friend. Yeah. Um, well, good. I want to mention a couple of things, but first, I will. We'll talk about that. And uh, like I said, that's where I found my solace is back outside. I, in biology, natural history is my background, and getting out and seeing the first crocuses blooming of the year or the first goldfinches coming in during the summer. I mean, that's what, what made me happy. And I wanted to continue doing that. And, uh, you know, as Paul <laughs> inferred there, I, I might've gone too far, more Forrest Gumpish at this point where I just kept going and going and going. But in 2018, I did a really cool ride from uh, Idaho all the way to, uh, to my home on, uh, in Western Washington. It was over 500 miles, taking my wheelchair over the Cascades. Did a, a really great ride down the Redwood Coast just this past October. I've done a lot of um, you know long rides in my in my chair, and I love it out there. And I have actually not missed a day out on the trail. And uh, he well, in Halloween it'll be five years of uh, of consistent, never never missing a day. But I really wanted to come back for a second, Paul, and talk to you, talk to more about that specific meeting when we were talking about wheelchairs. And uh, one thing, you know, a couple of things that came to me from that was. Uh, you know, how, how, how the competition thing is such a good thing. It is driving things forward. And in that arena, it's almost a little different because uh, it's not driving the performance of the chairs up. And, it, you know, we got to talk with them about it. And it's all because of Medicare, right? I mean, wheelchairs are expensive. We can't afford them. And, and we use insurance to, to cover those. And then they really have to play by the insurance rules. And a lot of times they're putting out chairs that don't fit our lifestyle. And not even offering, um, you know, additions or, or, or things that we could we could purchase on our own to perhaps increase our speed or um, increase our range. Um, but I, I think having that conversation um, brought in people more from policy, and then we could really start talking more about about medical reasons, medical necessities, and um, you know, being able to pay for this stuff. Uh, but I, I, I really loved that that day because um, it, it brought in so much more than just the conversation of what do we want in a wheelchair, yeah. but uh, you know what's preventing them from making the best wheelchair possible. And you know I, I think that um, the the tech access group is, is is powerful because we're we're not just talking to people in in the tech industry, but but we're we're talking with insurance companies. We're we're, we're finding ways to. Um, to to have these these products, um, you know, advance, become more affordable, and uh, give us more variety and options. And and here's the thing too that I like about when we get together and have our chats with different ones in the industry. You have wheelchair manufacturers, then you'll have like tech giants, and them hearing the struggle, they can hear their particular struggles too. And if these can all come together. To make something happen, that would be a that'd be a glorious thing, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, and I can I really I can speak to the fact that you know both during as we know that conversation was very compelling, and it's ob- it's definitely not the last we'll have specifically on that conversation um, because it's such a huge one, and it's kind of you know the thing from which everything grows. If we're not in our chairs so much of this uh, technology or you're, you're talking about autonomous vehicles or some of the big technologies that are, you know, outside of our homes, they're not really all that relevant if we don't have chairs that can get us out there, you know, and into those vehicles that safely and connectedly, 
I mean, there's so much potential for connectivity. Um, but that stuff is, of course, compelling because we have great ideas. But it's really important for for the companies to understand, like you said, those basics, the things that are holding us back. Uh, they're things that even our community members don't always know in terms of, of the, the funding and policy um, implications that are, they're really, unfortunately, bleak. And sometimes it's just... You got to go back to basics and say, listen, this is what's keeping so many of us from employment, from all the jobs. We always, you know, we want to say, hire us, employ us. We're great. But at the same time, if we don't have the chairs we need, if our chairs and the transportation don't work together, you're not at work. You can try, but it's it's a lot. You know, it's it's such um, a struggle. And so many of us have faced it. And um, unfortunately, it doesn't always work out because it's a you know so what do you want to say it's like cogs to a chain if one breaks you're stuck and we need those realities need to be said and yeah so i mean it's such a unique power to be able to share that i mean sometimes i get depressed because i'm like it's really hard i I don't even like saying this stuff out loud It, it, it you know it's it's a lot um but it's important and it needs to be heard and um you know it's stirring I know that, you know, people came back to me and said, I had no idea about that. And, you know, why would you know? Most of us don't know unless we've experienced it, if you've been directly affected. And, um, you know, getting voices and, and, and companies that have power, knowing some of these these things. And I said, well, how can we help? You know, let us help. There's a lot of, you know corporate social responsibility out there, not to mention just like you guys are our stakeholders. We want you using our products let's figure out how we can, you know, fix some of these basic ugly needs that, uh, you know, unfortunately they're just civil rights stuff that we're still pretty behind on. So we work on two angles. We're like up here innovating, but we're also, you know, twofold have to make sure our basic needs are being met so we can even, like you said, afford things, participate in things, get out there and do these, uh, do these things. And, you know, part of everything and i think one other little practical point there uh is is having all these industry folks in one room great they're they're hearing all the stuff from us but they're also connecting with each other and then we're seeing some very you know unlikely bed partners uh creating things like we've got uh, a submobile recently had uh, you can ask you can ask alexa if uh you know, what, what's your battery charge or something? And, you know, who would have thought Amazon and the wheelchair company Permobile would be, you know, working together to, to make something like that happen. But um, I don't know. I, I, I like seeing um, connections between things like the wheelchair companies and, and, and big tech. Yeah, well, we want that because we need, you know, the more mainstream these technologies are, the cheaper they're going to be. We, on our first meeting, I think, came up with some really basic priorities just amongst ourselves, a small conversation between uh, the, the like, you know, innovative early tag members. And, you know, we need we need affordability. That's paramount. We need um, uh, ease of use, you know, connectivity. We just we need basic basic needs and we need people to talk about us and tell us the innovations they're doing that's that's something i'm constantly telling all the tech companies you guys are making cool accessibility features i need you to tell us about it because uh you know so much of our community has no idea they have some things on their own phones just sitting there and they're not using them and i get so excited yes to tell them but sometimes i just have to go like this has been out for five years and you this is revolutionary stuff and you may not know about it so um you know that's something else that i'm excited that we've gotten to be involved in because yeah it needs to be known sure so, so, gang, it's been a blast talking with you both. Let's do some closing thoughts right now. Ian, why don't you go first? Some closing thoughts. Well, uh, I think the, the biggest thing about, about TAG is it really brought me uh, into connection with Paul Amadeus Lane and, <laughs> and, and Brooke McCall, who are, are two pretty awesome people. And I, 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 do, I do love the connections that this has made. Um, but... As we have, as we have really hammered, um, you know, conversations with with big tech is uh, is ultimately going to improve our lives, and it's uh, it's amazing that that we have this opportunity to really connect with them on a regular basis. Awesome, 
And Brooke, I know you have some closing thoughts too, because we want more people to be a part of our Tech Access Council, be our partners. And I want you to go ahead and uh, let everyone know what's up. Yeah, yeah. So depending on 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 who you are, uh, you know, listening, of course, for United Spinal members, uh, we really want to build out our tech access uh, stakeholders. So we have a Facebook group, uh, Tech Access Connection. Um, that is a place just to ask any question or share any info you hear about a, a new accessibility feature that honestly, maybe I don't know about, maybe Ian and Paul don't know about, but um, we're constantly you know, learning from one another. And also if you have a question, you know, how do I do this? Just know that there is an amazing group of people uh, there on that group and they offer an amazing feedback. I learn stuff constantly there. So not only there, also if you wanted to, to visit unitedspinal.org, and see the Tech Access Initiative page. We have resources, we've got videos, and there's opportunities for you to um, actually sign up to be a stakeholder. So, uh, you know, when there's focus groups or user experience opportunities, you can be on the roster of people who can give that feedback back. Or, um, you know, you have ideas, you just wanna talk about this stuff, that's where this, that's where we are, we wanna hear uh, from people in the community. I mean, I have made so many amazing connections and learned about people working in such unique spaces. Um, we've got ideas, like we said, we've all been learning f through our experiences and have ideas and we wanna share them. So um, we're here to steward that. And of course, if there are industry folks or you have connections, um, are you doing something interesting in the tech space? We'd love to talk to you. Wanna make sure that um, you know, we're working together and we have an amazing Tech Access Council that uh, is always welcoming new partners. And um, yeah, we we love doing cool things with, with uh, industry folks and with community members that can make a difference. So um, I'm here and the initiatives here and these lovely gentlemen and all our, our other tag members. Awesome. Well, Ian and Brooke, always good to see you guys. Please stay well and stay safe. Until next time. Big thanks, Paul. Thank you, Paul. Really enjoyed my chat with Brooke and Ian. Uh, such awesome individuals, and I enjoy working with them immensely. And some of their history with technology and things that technology helped them to overcome. You know, we can learn a lot from that. We want to hear your stories, too. So as you're watching or viewing uh, are listening to this, this episode, comment, send us an email, chat with us about some of the things that you like for us to do as a tech access group and to really meet the needs of, of our community out there. All right, don't forget, you can register now for our 75th anniversary gala. You can do that online. And remember, all you have to do is go to United Spinal 75th Anniversary Gala dot eventbrite.com great guests great people and what's going to make it awesome if you're there as well you can donate you can be a part of this event by showing up we just want you to be there as we are celebrating building an inclusive world for people with disabilities we can do this together that's what it's all about until next time folks take care stay well <laughs>